0: everyone, today is Wednesday, the twentieth of October, twenty twenty one. This is the Gap episode five hundred and eighty eight. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Goury is here. Job, how's your week going? You well uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean it's uh it's a short week, right? Because you got us doing this on
1: Wednesday for some reason, even though even though we're a Thursday podcast, you've got us doing this on Wednesday, which is pretty weird. But um yeah, it's going well so far. It's uh it was pretty rough at the start of the week, because my hangovers now last two and a half days, so that's cool. I'm stoked to find that out. I uh, haven't had a Did hangover. How long mine lasted? Yeah, zero minutes. Didn't Did. exist. <laughs> um, went back in time and undid a hangover. It was negative hangover. You now look back fondly on a time, the only time you ever thought you were hungover. You look back and go, "Wow, I wasn't even hungover." Yeah, it's retroactively unhung <laughs> that over. Hung mm-hmm. under. I don't know. Um, hanged over? I don't know. Uh, yeah. So uh, that's cool. That's fantastic. I'm I'm thrilled. I uh, haven't gotten that drunk in, I don't know, fucking know how long. Because, uh, you know. Two years. <laughs> right? Basically. Yeah. When did you leave? Um, <laughs> two years, yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that was cool. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Like... And now anytime you anytime you get sick at all, you're like, oh God, this is it. Call the fucking hospital. Yep. Right? I gotta go on quarantine. Uh and I wasn't obviously I wasn't sick. I was just fucking sloppy.
0: So uh, yeah, no, it's
1: it's been a good week. I'm thrilled.
0: Yeah. Um yeah. So, you, you know what? I um I had really bad hay fever like uh i don't know like two weeks after i got out of lockdown oh yeah it's the worst i've had
1: Mm.
0: in like years (laughs) like since i left i didn't have any hay fever when i was in the u.s I, i had like i took maybe five tablets over two years um, I had I had like a fucking packet. I was down at the chemist being like, What have you got that is stronger?
1: Give me the good shit. Stop yeah, stop with the this bullshit, shit. this tell fast.
0: Give me tell faster. <laughs> Give me tell fastest. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. And they were basically like, All right, here you go. This is the strong shit. Yeah. You don't you don't eat this stuff, you stick it up your nose and off you go. Oh yeah. It'll yep. fucking and this one here, don't use it after three days. Like use it for three days, otherwise any more than that and you'll fuck your nose forever. Right. I'm like,
1: All right. Fair okay.
0: enough. Yeah, yeah. It's good stuff.
1: The good shit, eh? And did it work? Yeah.
0: I guess so. I've haven't, I haven't had any hay fever since. Well, there you go. Since then. Cool. But it was fucking horrendous. Yep. It was bad.
1: Uh yeah. <sighs> Fun well, times,
0: Australia. Uh yeah.
1: I I have had a little bit of hay fever this week as well, just cuz mm. I think
0: it's been very windy, right? It has been. Yeah, raining and wind. Yep. And a massive storm on. Fuck, how good were the storms Thursday or something? Some real good storms. It was pretty sad I was <laughs> I was playing Dead by Daylight. Mm. Um cuz I saw Twitter. I was on Twitter and there was uh, people saying, "Hey, there's big storm coming, um hail and all that sort of stuff." And then it was like they were issuing in like tornado warnings yeah. or something, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, it's fucking fine, whatever." Um and I was in Dead by Daylight and this storm started and I was playing against the doctor mm. and the doctor shoots electricity out at people uh, or like, or, and he, he also zaps in like an AOE. Yep. He can zap people around him to like reveal them. Mm. And so I'm in the middle of this match and it starts fucking like belting down with thunder that I've not seen before, maybe in a long time. Uh, I quit mid match and was like, "I'm good." Switched my computer off. Oh yeah, yeah. I
1: had like the fucking my lights burned out and stuff. I'm like, okay, gonna have to shut my PC off for a little bit. Not gonna risk that. (laughs) Although I've got fucking, I got to interrupt. I would have been okay. I got a power supply uh, protector, surge protector, but um, you know, just not worth. Yeah, risking
0: it. I also recorded that section, and guess what? Shadowplay is top notch. Oh, yeah. Worked again, as (laughs) always. (laughs) Flawless victory.
1: Um, Yeah, nice. Uh, But, yeah, anyway, so uh, another week. We are kicking off a little early. I I, I genuinely don't know why. It's just going to make next week even worse uh, because I've got, like, there's just, there's nothing. Nothing I can talk about anyway. Oh, hang on. No, I can. Oh, sweet. Okay, never mind. There's lots I can talk about. Scratch that. Next week's going to be awesome. This week's pretty good too. Um, cool. Why don't we kick off into some games then?
0: Let's do it. Well, let's talk about the Dota International. Okay. Let's do that. Because we watched a bunch of that last week. We did. Um, main event was over the weekends And um, yeah, I, I think when we recorded last week, did OG get kicked out? I think they had just gotten kicked out. Yeah yeah well we hadn't i think they'd been kicked out and maybe we hadn't watched it or something i can't remember Mm -hmm. um but we were trying to be uh dance around it a little bit because i hadn't watched the games at that point actually no mate it must have been that night because we were on discord right talking true yeah yeah um Anyway, so uh, yeah, OG ended up, uh, the team we were following, they got uh, knocked to lower bracket by Team Secret and then uh, made it through one game. Then we're knocked out by Team Spirit 2-0. Um, and then we went on to watch a bunch of good Dota. Um, there were some really close games. The, the one that I really liked was, I think it was IG versus Vici. Um, that was just like, I feel like there were like two super close games that went for a good amount of time. Um, there were like 40, 50 minute games, both of them. And they were just close. Like you didn't know who was gonna win. And that just kind of felt like like good old fashioned Dota. Yeah. <laughs> where where um, you just really didn't know who was gonna come out in top. It could just be anybody at any moment, um, which is cool. It's like, we were, we were explaining to um, Nate who was over on the weekend watching some of it with us and being like he was sort of it's something is really interesting like the scores are so out there like one side is you know on six and the other side is on 12 yeah. and that's the main focus of like the scoreboard but it's not really an it indication of shit yeah of who's really winning because it's the gold that is sort of generally most important bet a better quick glance um, indicator at least yeah and so like trying to explain to him like oh like kind of look under the underneath the scoreboard and see who's got the gold lead and they make it so small yeah i think that'd be something interesting to sort of change up a little bit Um, yeah. because i think i think at this point i I mean kills used to be important important a couple years back right when that was a clear indication of who was winning until they changed the meta and made it more of a um the ability for teams that are behind to come back yeah and so, having that focus on the kills just isn't as a reliant number of who's winning the game because you could be winning in kills and still be losing in in gold, yeah. Your gold or XP,
1: yeah, yeah. If you're just getting pickoffs on on low value
0: targets, you can very Supports easily be or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought those two games really good. Just I was I was keen to see um, more of that sort of stuff. But we ended up with a, um, or anything you you want to add before we get to the, I guess, grand final?
1: Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I liked liked that game. I liked watching, what was the one we watched on replay? Was it, uh, was that IGV? Was Spirit and Secret? Uh, No, that one one we watched. That one was
0: the, no, that was the day after. Yeah, it might have been IG and uh, Team Spirit. And no, I think we, did we, watched, watch, we, we Pro. watched
1: Spirit IG live and we watched IG and Vici on replay. Okay. You chucked that on before, because I got over at, to yours at like 4 o'clock or whatever.
0: You chucked. Yeah, and I think Virtus Pro as well. We watched a bit of that. Yeah,
1: so we watched that one as well. well yeah, I can't remember when I watched it, but I watched that those those games later and that was fucking, that was really good. There were some some crazy fights. The way Team Spirit plays is just out of control because they just don't seem to, to care. All right, they played like they were happy to have made it at all. Like they didn't need to really go any further, so they just sort of fucking played like they were having fun. It reminded me a lot of how OG played mm-hmm. uh, previously. Which I guess is, as it will eventually, as it eventually turned out, as it eventually shook out, uh, that is sort of a possibility. You may just be playing and having fun when it turns out you're the best team in the world. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they are. Uh, I mean, they didn't. They didn't have an easy run. Like, they did not have a clean run to the fucking end. Uh, they got knocked out in the from the upper brackets right at the get go, and uh, they had to f- like really slog their way through. They had to beat OG, obviously. They had to beat Virtus Pro, who I think they'd never beaten before. They mm-hmm. were the like second tier um, CIS team, yeah, Team Spirit, and uh, and then thank you, and then uh, yeah, had to beat IG, who were. Like, I don't know, pretty fucking scary. They'd knocked him down into the fucking lower bracket in the first place. Yeah. So they had to beat them. And then they had to beat Secret to wind up against LGD, who were paying like fucking a dollar fourteen or some shit on the <laughs> on the betting sites to win it yeah. all. From before yeah. the fucking tournament started. Like they were, they were basically favorites. a lock.
0: Like from the get go. And yeah. I mean they were talking about how um, in dota you can um, they do like fantasy leagues and there's all these weird card systems and stuff that is tied to the international which is a you know the 40 million dollar tournament um, and one of them is like predicting which teams will will win and like get out on top and like nobody in the entire world predicted this outcome yeah. <laughs> at all which is pretty nuts yep. Generally, yeah. it's like a couple of people. Yeah, right. Um, and they, they get it. And, this and, and like they fly like, to the next
1: international and all that kind of stuff. Like yeah. when it happens, but not. And, no. and it
0: was it was the type of thing where I think it wasn't even the prediction of the grand final. Like people bottomed out at like the upper bracket finals. Like nobody <laughs> predicted that outcome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, interesting. Uh, anyway, so yeah, it was PSG versus or PSG LGD versus Team Spirit in the final um and uh team spirit came out like uh two straight games they won yeah that's just fucking and slanging and banging yeah um and it looked i always i stayed up (laughs) because i think the game started at about 11 um 11 p.m our time and after those two games were done i was like well i'm gonna start with the third one (laughs) because why not this is gonna be done in like another 40 minutes. <laughs> yep. uh, and then that was a Wrong long game. Again, it idiots. Went f- <laughs> it went for 50 minutes and uh, LGD won. And I was like, I'm going to bet. You know, <laughs> at this point, yeah. it's like 2.30. This could go to a best of five. Uh, and I'm glad I did. Because uh, it, it did go to a best of five. Yeah. And um, though like game three and game four just look like, oh, Team Spirit is in trouble. Like... Yeah, lgd have ever woken the fuck up (laughs) and and, uh that is it especially game four game four was like a 20 a 20 minute match
1: yeah they just like that one i thought it was done i thought it was like okay they've solved lgd's Mm. finally solved team spirit and this shit is over
0: yeah wrong No, wrong. I mean, so yeah, obviously Team Spirit ended up winning it in 35 minutes. I think the MVP of these matches was the Magnus, right? It was just insane. Um like like being being able to pick off with like collapse was just able to pick off everybody. <laughs> like sit back and just whenever someone was sort of in a bad position, he'd blink in and then like skewer them back, and then that was yeah. it.
1: The amount of times he lived when he should have just been fucking dead as well. Mm. Like so fucking dead. The amount of times he was still alive was just out of control. Like he just yeah. I still I'm still not really very good at fucking picks and bands with Dota. Still mm. not something I really understand and I don't like to watch it, so I'll never fucking learn it. So um so that doesn't help, but uh, I I could not Understand why they kept letting him have Magnus. Yeah, like he must. There must be something else, right? That that is even scarier from him, which I can't even fucking fathom. Because every time he played Magnus, it just seemed like he was a, a fucking sure thing.
0: I because I think what was going on is they. Um... They wanted to. They were tr- focusing their bans on other heroes. At that point, they they didn't want like the Wyvern coming out pretty early on, um, and so it became this like, well, do we give him that or do we give him like the Monkey King, who is um, sort of broken? Like, I think there's two heroes that a lot of people aren't really happy with right now. It's sort of like Monkey King and and uh, uh, Tiny um tiny just kind of just hits like you can just one shot supports at this point and um but but in saying that like team spirit let that one through uh and they fucking smashed it like (laughs) other teams didn't have a solution for that character yeah and uh team spirit let it through in the final game and ended up beating it which is
1: which is weird, right? Because I, I thought it was weird because that was like they'd shown their hand. It was like a real mistake. Uh, again, you know, I'm not up on fucking drafting, but I felt like it was a mistake to to try the tiny strat again because, like, spirit had tiny's number against secret, like, well and truly. Every time, every time it seemed like. Tiny was coming online. No, shut down again. Like, yeah, it just seemed like a mistake to me. But, I mean, it's very easy. Like, this isn't even armchair fucking quarterbacking shit. Like, I am so far from being able to fucking call any of this shit that that it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, I just, my on first blush, it just seemed like a mistake to, to attempt at it again. And I was also kind of like, I don't know, yeah yeah you see i, I mean there was they didn't i don't know what it wound up being i'd love to see the statistics on mm-hmm. uh on like hero picks but it seemed like there was a lot of the same heroes being picked a lot
0: um i mean there's stuff that comes out obviously uh like supports are generally some some of those ones are usually the ones that are like yeah you kind of that one's strong at this point um, okay it looks like the- I'm, I'm looking I'm looking now
1: and only one uh, no around 14 <coughs> heroes yeah well Husker. you saw
0: the stats coming out how their their carry player played like 14 different heroes across the entire tournament yeah which is a lot <laughs> <laughs> um, but at the, like at the same time, you, you're, you're like talking about how not watching a lot of drafting phase and how that sort of plays out. A, a really good example of that is in Game Three, where um, uh, it's the game that PSG LGD won, which was the Tinker game. Um, that thing that he was just everywhere. Like, couldn't they couldn't stop him? And so from that point forward, from Game Four and Game Five. Uh, team spirit bans tinker every yeah. game after that yeah. like they swift shifted their their focus and that was a perfect example of how drafting works like taking a hero yeah and being like well we'll let these other ones through because that tinker just completely fucked us up <laughs> like there was nothing yeah. we could do about it and they couldn't like they're, they're more willing to be like uh well let's get rid of that one rather than trying to figure out how to solve that in the next two games because that we might not be able to um, so that's how like strategies kind of work. Yeah, I was just sort of surprised that PSG LGD just kept letting that Magnus through because uh, yeah, game like if that wasn't in the game in, in game five, yeah, it might have been a completely different. Oh, I definitely outcome. think so. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I absolutely think so. Mm. Um, I'm just looking at the looking at the stats for I am heroes and uh, yeah Tinker had an 80% win rate. Right. Was only picked 10 times. Mm-hmm. Uh, banned, banned 29 times. Um, whereas Bane had a 78% win rate over 32 right. games. Yeah. Uh, Magnus, 44 games picked, 66% win rate. And Ember Spirits thirty-six games picked sixty-nine percent nice uh win rate. So there were definitely some uh some uh like more prominent, but it seemed like the, the, the tinker was just not allowed. Not allowed to exist. Whereas yeah. Bane, Ember Spirits, and Magnus. Everyone felt like they had an answer for, and they did not. Who's the mm. losingest hero? Who was the worst? Brewmaster was picked three times and lost every single time. Uh, was on the losing team every single time. Uh Gyrocopter, 19 picks. Only a twenty-five uh twenty-one percent win rate. Mm, that's and low. Mars. Forty-one picks, thirty-one percent win rate.
0: But uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, you've also got to factor into uh, some of these uh, like specific heroes for specific teams as well. Like oh, that, person is known for that hero.
1: The, the stats, the stats don't tell even half the story. But I just yeah, yeah, interesting how they shake out all the same
0: yeah I mean you look at like a couple years back when when IO who is a support hero got changed into a carry hero and like <laughs> like completely changes those stats again um, yeah. that's the kind of thing about these games it's trying to find weird like ways that they interact with each other and, and who's broken and who can sort of be exploited because that's the game yeah uh, part of the game anyway um, yeah I enjoyed it it was good fun uh, great great to watch um, some good Dota very different to I don't know I feel like the last couple of years I, I think we're at a point now where um, like Chinese Dota is I don't know if you could say they're struggling like they've definitely gotten to a point where they can show they can make it but yep. they haven't won in I don't know, like what six years now, something like that, where it, it was alternating before. It used to be like one year it was um, a Chinese team, and the next year it was a European team or an Asian team and um, a Southeast Asia team, something like that. And yeah. they are at the point where they just can't really get there. Um,
1: I mean, they got to the finals, which is right, great. and they were supposed to win it all. They just, yeah. I don't know. I wonder if it's one of those, like the the amount of pressure and like it just mounts and mounts and mounts uh and and meanwhile like you've got a team like team spirit or playing like they just don't give a fuck they, yeah. the, how many they're times happy to be did, there <laughs> did team spirit just fucking roll onto tier four towers to just fucking finish a game when you're like.
0: Um, I don't yeah. know if I should be doing that right now. um uh, I mean, yeah, that, that last game was close. Like there was a point where yeah. nobody had buybacks and if that tiny didn't get caught out at the end there. Yep. Well that last flat could have gone either way, it felt like. Right? Like that's that's the thing, right? Like and but like it
1: it seemed like for like it was one of those situations where it seemed like for LGD, right, that was all or nothing and for team spirit they just didn't care like they would have been happy either way Uh, obviously they clearly wanted to win uh and and they weren't really hard to get there but yeah the the pressure didn't seem to matter as much for them and i think that really like you know it's one of the. it's obviously a huge part of what made og successful uh and i think it's a it's a piece of the puzzle that's always been missing for LGD. Um, is is that psychological aspect. Because mm. they, they do. They carry the entire fucking weight of Chinese Dota on their shoulders. Every single fucking year they go to TI, they're it. They're the fucking, the her great fucking hope of Chinese Dota. And yeah, that's got a fucking, that's got a fucking weight heavy, right? So yeah. I don't envy them, although yeah, I should envy them because they're all millionaires. Um,
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, you've also the fact that like the team spirit out of um, this Russian team who had you know is sort of like their first TI. Yeah, four of them had never been before. Um, Like their total prize money was not a lot (laughs) compared to the other teams. Like this is their first major tournament, and they come in. They get knocked to lower bracket, basically off the bat. Although well, they basically they get in through um, they got in through regionals, right? They weren't in, they weren't a, a DPC a Dota Pro Circuit invite, so they they earned their way in, um, and they come out on top and end up with eighteen million dollars attached to their uh, their earnings account, like straight yep. away. The, the team that's you know maybe three hundred thousand earnings over the course of However long they've been around, five years now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a. I mean, I'd I'd stop playing Dota.
0: I I, like I don't. That's what I
1: don't get about people being like, "Why won't Anna come back?" I'm like, all I can think is like, "Fucking, you're kidding." Yeah, I'd be. I'd. I'd retire. Not from fucking. Not just from Dota. I'd retire from everything. I'd retire from everything ever. Right. If, I, if all I wanted to do was play Dota at a competitive level, and I won, what? What is, has what is he made? Total,
0: like fucking $12 million, million? and shit. Really? Uh, do- I don't know. Yeah? Nah, he's like 6000000 $6 million. $6? Okay. Um, I can check. I can
1: check for you. Uh, yeah, and I'd made, still, $6 million. If I'd made $6 million, all I would do is sit in my room and play fucking Dota. Like... What what motivation would I have to do anything else?
0: Nothing. Yeah, he's he's third on the esports earnings um list oh, at pathetic. just over six million, like six million four thousand. Is that all? Yeah. Um yeah. Yeah. That's prize money, not including yeah, other you know, salaries and uh sponsorships, sponsorships and things yep. like that.
1: Anyway. uh the international um, it was good like it was not as exciting as previous years the crowd noise stuff was weird the casting was a little bit odd but i think it was good it was a good reset after a year with none uh no two years i (laughs) I
0: mean two years is the last one it's been two years
1: yeah uh so but like we missed a year um yeah so uh yeah cool uh, I was about it. It got me into wanting to play some Dota. And obviously I don't play Dota. So I wanted to play some Dota Underlords. And you can't play Dota Underlords anymore. So I decided to Why check out... Why can't it. you
0: play Dota Underlords?
1: Nobody's playing Dota Underlords. It doesn't happen. Really? Yeah.
0: I thought it was massive still on, on like mobile.
1: Oh. I wasn't get, I wasn't able to get any games.
0: Oh, right. That sucks.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I didn't try for very long. But uh, I decided to try out... Team fight tactics, and I regret my decisions. Uh, I did not enjoy my time with team fight tactics, but I have never enjoyed my time with team fight tactics. So, uh, team fight tactics is the League of Legends version of um of Dota Underlords, of Auto Chess, of Dota Auto Chess, I suppose is a more accurate version. It's the League of Legends Auto Battler. And uh, they use this weird hex-based grid, instead of the, uh, the chessboard. And uh, I am shocked to find that all of the problems I had with it when I first played it, which was when it first launched, still exist. And I just don't know why. It's so fucking hard to get any information in that game like to fucking work out what the fuck is going on like you start right at this a team like generally you know the way uh so an auto battler is uh you pick heroes and you combine these heroes um to to create a board uh and it's supposed to be like chess and and they auto fight and they fight and they and the battles are determined based on the statistics and the the like interactions of the uh, of the pieces on the board, right? Uh, and team fight tactics starts with you at this carousel, waiting for, and, and all these heroes are rolling about in a in a circle, running around in a circle, and you pick one. And the benefit of that is that they've got they've got like an item on them from the get go, right? So there's actually you know, you can get some decent synergies out of these items from the from start and all this kind of stuff. But, yeah. It doesn't, you can't, like, work out. If you don't, if you're not some fucking hyper league dork with, like, 15,000 hours in the fucking game. If you're just someone who happens to like auto battlers. May have actually written, written the fucking book on it as much as there is a book on it. Uh, um. then you've got no fucking hope of working out what the fuck is going on in team fight tactics it's a it's it's eight heroes running around in a circle and you're just supposed to guess what they are or do or like you can't you can't like find out what any of them are like their names their fucking the, the way uh, units work in in auto battlers is they have uh like a race and a class and the races have synergies and the classes have synergies you can't find out what their race is or their class so you can't like be all like oh yeah i uh i read online i read a guide that said um oh it's really good to have the hellion race as a starter because when they die they come back so you've got a little bit of a fucking breathing room right uh if you can organize organize your like it teaches you board synergy and stuff like that um i didn't read any guides this is just based on my experience playing the game is it is something i would actually recommend to new players is try to go hellions but you'd never be able to fucking do that on the carousel because you can't fucking tell what race or class or name any fucking character has on the carousel, which is fucking stupid. Why is it like that? And then when you want to fucking find out like to find out details about these races and classes, you gotta fucking right click on the fucking hero and then mouse over their fucking name, uh the, the name of their race. You mouse over Hellion and it'll tell you what the fuck they do. Why the fuck is it like that? Why the fuck do you not just fucking tell me stuff? Or can't I have a fucking book? If there is a book like there is in Dota Underlords, I couldn't fucking find it. Because the UI is a fucking train wreck. It's fucking abysmal. And I just don't get why everyone's so fucking high on this version of fucking auto-battling outside of the fact that they are now so fucking balls deep in this shit that they don't fucking... They're just like, oh yeah, that's... That's... Sloopity-boo... He's a hellion wanderer. Uh, he does, he does this. You want to pair him with the fucking boots of flying and a sash of sacheting, and you're like, what the fuck does any of that mean? How the fuck would I know from a, a, at a glance? If I go into fucking Dota Underlords, I could I can work all that shit out. Instantly, and I know this to be true because I was able to work it all out in fucking Dota in, in Auto Chess, the Tencent mm. ripoff of Dota Underlords that was a ripoff of Auto but, uh, Dota Auto Chess. Uh, I was able to. They had all their fucking weird alt characters, uh, but <laughs> you could work it out instantly because the UI was halfway good enough to fucking work. It's just so fucking annoying. It adds this extra layer of fucking tedium to every fucking game. And then by the time you get to a point where, you're like, okay, so I've got some good synergies. I kind of get it. Like, like, And then you start to employ your regular auto chess fucking strategies, uh, managing economy, managing rerolls, rolling... At the right time, is managing your levels, that sort of stuff. By the time you get to the point where you're able to do any of that shit, you, like, then, like it's it's like you're fine for the first like six levels, and then you reach level seven when strategy actually becomes important. And I was like, I found I was able to sort of just bluff my way through a lot of these games. Uh, like, I I, don't, I didn't place below fourth uh but i wasn't able to win my problem was once i got up to like past level eight suddenly all of like the tier four and tier five characters have like three fucking things they're like race and two classes or something like that and all the items are now so complex because they combine and i gotta fucking like learn all these fucking interactions but i gotta learn all of this shit by right clicking on shit and mousing over stuff uh the slowest fucking way possible while also managing rerolls economy and fucking leveling up and you know like decent at a decent pace and like it's just fucking i like forget trying to go to other people's boards and seeing what they've got so i don't fucking try to roll into something that there's just not gonna be any fucking units for. There's no yep. chance that I can fucking do that. The only chance, like, because I'm too busy mousing over shit. It's just so fucking dumb. And this literally was my problem with teamfight tactics. When it fucking launched, why haven't they changed it? Why hasn't anyone just done the fucking barest minimum? Oh like, I get I like I get that auto battlers had their heyday and they aren't nearly as popu- popular as they were when they fucking kicked off when when that whole craze kicked off in twenty nineteen, right? I yeah. get that, but team fight tactics, by all accounts, still seems to make a lot of fucking money. Mm. So why the fuck aren't they putting any of this fucking money into team fight tactics UI? Just
0: fucking drives me bananas. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's the thing, right? Is that I think Dota is, Dota Underlords is the superior game, but they're not, like, that game's done, right? uh, Underlords, (laughs) they haven't it with for ages. For like a year now. Yeah. Um, There's definitely still people playing it. It looks like it peaks at about 3,000 people um, at some stage. And I know it's popular on mobile as well. So you'd think that if it's got that cross-play, Going, you'd still yeah. get some games. It may take a little bit of time. Like at one stage, Underlords was top like th- three, four game or something. Yeah. Um. So it's not going to be anywhere near as quick as that. But uh, yeah, I mean the, the the fact that they've just completely stopped support of that game kind of sucks because it was. Yeah. I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yep. Um. So yeah, that's a bit crap. But like, do they still update team fight tactics, or is it sort of suffered the same fate?
1: No, it gets regular updates. That's the thing, mm. right? Like they are—they love Teamfight Tactics over at Riot. They just don't give a fuck about anyone who doesn't know League of Legends in and out. I guess they're just like, <laughs> what? You don't—you don't know who fucking Sam, Samwise is mm. from League of Legends? He's obviously, obviously, he's a null. With plus seven fucking dexterity. Obviously. If you've ever played League of Legends. What? You haven't played League of Legends? Fuck you, cunt. Fuck you, you cunt. Who's never played League of Legends. That's Riot's position. Is if you haven't played League of Legends. Fuck you. You're a cunt. Uh, As far as I can tell. Based on team fight tactics. Uh, And I continue to refuse to play League of Legends. So. Yeah. I'm done with it. I'm, I've I've uninstalled it. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Just, just, just too aggravating, too annoying.
0: Like, why is it the way it is? Right. Anyway. Yeah. I, like, I do think the Valve dropped the ball. Like, the game was still popular oh, yeah. when yeah. they stopped updating it. It looks like, just judging from that list, it was peaking at about 7,000 players in November last year, which uh, that's just Steam. That's not including yeah mobile devices as well so they clearly add add an audience um i just think they're the type of company at this point where they're like well if we're not in the top five on the steam charts then fuck it yeah (laughs) which was what they do with their other games right um yeah you know counter-strike dota 2 and team fortress the top five you know three of the top five games being played right now yeah and so that's their focus at this point um Yep. so there you go anyway yeah that sucks uh what else we got here uh Error noctosis is a weird little game that i
1: played uh last week uh it's called Aeronoctosis. noctosis put yourself together um and uh my brother put me onto it uh it is a co-op networked horror co-op game um where you and another player have to put yourself together, I suppose. I don't know how to explain that portion of it. Uh, but basically, one of you has um, has a camera. The other one has a torch. And uh, you got to go and find all the pieces of yourself so you can put yourself together. Uh, for whatever that is worth and uh, yeah it's this really you know it's a sort of reminds me of um, who's that fucking who's that Japanese manga artist who does that horror you know the one Ito Ito is it Junji Ito yeah Junji Ito Uh, Junji it's got this like Junji Ito vibe Uh, to the artwork uh, and all the characters are like 2D sprites so it's got this old school kick to it but it's technically a 3D game and um, yeah you sort of wander around these environments it's not a very long game I think it took me like fucking 45 minutes tops maybe an hour to finish Uh, 26 minutes according to Steam Um, and uh, yeah I think a portion of that was spent trying to work out if we're actually playing in the same game together um, but yeah you uh, you wander around you, you do these things It's it's got some spooks and that's about it but it's uh, I think it's pretty well done I, th- I thought it was like well executed if short uh, because it, it does a good job of slowly introducing the uh, horror elements and uh, and Providing a good deal of tension in its gameplay... In its level design... Uh, and... Yeah... You, you... Like... It's... It's... Scary... To get through... Uh, but not in like a jump scare way... There are some... Jumpy scares... But... Yeah... Mostly in just a... General fucking... I don't know, horror vibe. Uh, that sort of Japanese horror vibe. And uh, yeah, I, I'd i recommend it. I think it's free. Uh, it you is got, free. Yeah. You've got to play it with another person. Uh, and you can't play with someone who's already played before because they'll know what to do, which is sort of always the case with these two-player cold games, right? Like that was the case with, uh, what was that one we played together where you fucked with me in the elevator? Um, do you remember the one
0: yeah 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 I'm trying to look through my list Um, whatever that was
1: Uh, was it a steam game maybe it was on playstation
0: operation tango
1: operation tango right like you couldn't play through that again with someone who's already like one of you hasn't one of you has I guess Mm -hmm. if if you were to switch to the other role, it would be vaguely different, but you would like still very clearly know what the other person has to do. And that was sort of the case with We Were Here and We Were Here 2 and We Were Here Together and all those games as well. Like you, your are like the, the sense of, dis- the shared sense of discovery is critical to the, the mood and theme and uh and puzzle of the game mm. so yeah you can't really eliminate that without yeah. eliminating a lot of those aspects uh which i don't i don't think it's a floor of the game personally um I, I still like that shit, but yeah some people may view it as a floor i guess anyway uh it's it's cool it's worth checking out i reckon
0: awesome yeah all right, that's uh, Aaron... How do, you, how do you say it? Aero Noctosis. Aero... Okay, Aero Noctosis. It's on Steam, yep. it's free. Two-player horror co-op game. Yep. Have a look. Uh, all right, next up we got PC Building Simulator. Uh, this is you playing the role of Gavin's friend.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, Grey Squirrel's friend who can't <laughs> build a computer. Uh, yeah, this was a free game on, um, on Epic game store and uh, so I grabbed it Yeah, why not Um, and uh, gave it a look and it's very much one of those those simulator games right where like lawnmower simulator or whatever other boring shit simulator Um, oh wash simulator yeah played a bit of that the other day oh yeah you fucking love them Uh, (laughs) uh, this is this is one of those right you fucking you you do mundane shit and it's weirdly there's a weird amount of attention to detail and a slow uh progression system and yes it gradually gives you more and more until i guess you're supposed to be building really cool fucking computers or whatever but uh i never got to that point because i got too fucking bored um yeah they're just not for me i guess um that said, I think you could learn quite a bit about the nature of putting together a PC. You wouldn't... There's something in the doing... Like, this would be, like, theory compared to prac, but a yeah. bit more hands-on theory, right? Yeah. Like, it wouldn't really compare to the actual doing of putting a fucking computer together because it's very easy to just unscrew a screw... Uh, and, and and all that kind of shit uh, and it's less easy when you got to squeeze your fat fingers in between the fucking uh, PC comp- components uh, that are installed and stuff and yeah not fucking short the whole thing out or whatever um, that's a that's a whole other kettle of fish so uh, yeah there's uh, there's different levels to this shit uh, but I do think as a as a low level it, it works pretty well um yeah, you basically just you own a PC repair shop, and you, or you get given one by your dead uncle or
0: something, and uh, you take over and you just make that up. You, you like mash together NBA Two K nineteen and PC. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> like-
1: your, your name is Frequency Vibrations, and you your have dead come uncle up is a from- ghost <laughs> <laughs> who plays basketball with you yep. for some reason. For some reason. Um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, you you take jobs via the in-game computer email system, and then you fucking oh, yeah. complete those jobs, and that's about it. That's the mm. game. Um, it's just not for me. I, just, I do not find any amount of zen in those games, and so I didn't enjoy it, but I could see people enjoying it. If you didn't get it for free on Epic Games Store, I wouldn't recommend paying money for it, so... Uh, and and there's now a new free game, so you've missed out on that one. We're too slow on the draw for that, I guess.
0: Oh, is it? Fuck! I'm I'm like literally opening it now <laughs> to try and have
1: a no. look. They're onto paladins, which is already a free game, and Stubbs the zombie.
0: Um, yeah, but yeah. I can't find it here. Fuck. Too slow. Oh, here it is. Oh, okay, paladins. Yeah. I think I've got that. Yeah, paladins. it's a free
1: game. It's that fucking ripoff high-res ripoff of overwatch
0: oh yeah yeah I remember oh man all right fair enough yep, yep.
1: Oh, uh, it's showing
0: me it's satisfactory here that that comes out next I think it's next week Ooh. oh no update five what I'm, I've been watching it Da-da. yeah I don't know I don't know how interested you'll be but um I don't know. Maybe we we never got to that point where we felt trains were important and satisfactory. Oh yeah. But maybe. they've um, they've added a bunch of new things for trains, like uh, uh, like being able to split lines and have um, train signals so that like a train will stop and the other one will go past, and then once that one's done, the next one will go. And they've added in like train collisions, so if you haven't set those up, you can trains will get fucked up, and uh, I don't know. It's that game seems like it's getting close to to being done. They were talking about like um dedicated server support, um like cool. they're working on that at the moment, and apparently DLSS might be in the pipeline. It sounds like um because that's obviously an, an Unreal. And just, I don't know, man. Like once that game actually comes out, it's going to be taking up so much of my time.
1: Uh, yeah, it's going to be dangerous. What's what's the deal with Void Training? I see this on it's Epic Void Game train. all the time. Void Train is this fucking... This game they've got on fucking the Epic Game Store that I've... I've seen a bunch, but I've, I've never it, checked it out. Checked it, out. It's, yeah. it seems like it's like a survival game, but you're on a train. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. It ain't out yet. It's out on Epic. Out oh, it's early it? access. Yeah.
0: Oh. Um. Not sure. No details. Very but... Bioshocky. It bio-shocky, does, it? doesn't it? It's got
1: that vibe.
0: I don't
1: know. I don't know. I'm fucking way too busy anyway to. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Let's move on here. Uh, The Rifts Breaker. This uh, is a game you talked about. It came out on uh, Game Pass. Yes. Last week. Hmm. Um. Did you play any of this yet, or have? Yeah, I've been playing it. Right. Am I missing something? Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Did I miss a tutorial somewhere along the way? Uh, I think you're supposed to play like the fucking story for the tutorial. I think that's what I'm playing.
1: Maybe the prologue. Maybe the prologue. Maybe you're supposed to play the prologue for the tutorial. I don't
0: know. Well, I did that and there was a lot of yapping and I was like, I feel like I'm in the wrong thing. Right. So you,
1: you quit out of the yapping where they were telling you how to play the game.
0: Well, no, I, I must have been in it for like 10 minutes and it was just a lot of talking, like not even like, this is how you do this, like just fucking story based shit. And I'm like, oh, I think I'm in the wrong thing. And so I quit out and I was like, well, maybe I just start a game. I started a game and it had some tutorial stuff in there, but it just felt very like low level like, like that was not low level but there just wasn't a lot sort of explanation of what was I should be doing like it was being like hey you got to build your base now build the base and then you need six turrets to put up and you put them up and then alright now we need to put electricity down and, and that sort of thing and it got to the point where it was just like alright now I'll research stuff and then that was the, like the last thing it was sort of telling me and I was like I really don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing anymore like what should I be researching should I be expanding my base now? I'm running out of all these resources and um anyway I spent like an hour playing this game and I feel like I started the wrong thing
1: Mostly because you quit out of the thing that was trying to tell you anything. But uh yeah, no. But it didn't
0: tell me like this is the It was, story. Getting it was, just, there. Like it was just fucking game getting to it, right?
1: Like and you're just like fucking I don't have time for this. Why let's not go? Play, let's go. Why I'm not go smart. new game and then be like you should
0: play the prologue first? Like
1: as a I mean tutorial. it does it, just, it does sort of fucking tell you talk you through shit anyway. It, it talk talks me through shit. Uh
0: yeah, but playing, I just don't like, think it goes and stuff. deep enough. Like I just don't know like I'm destroying Biomat Like should I be killing everything Or I've just got no clue Yeah kill everything All the time But there's text in there that's like The the main character is like we shouldn't be destroying this stuff This is like their ecosystem There's a better way around this And so I'm like well maybe I shouldn't be destroying stuff oh,
1: Alright what are you fucking Captain Planet get the fuck out of here <laughs> Like aren't you trying to survive Like Who, who, who listens know. to this this chick, it, it's there. It's a resource. You use resources to succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen anything that indicates that there's some fucking detriment, uh, apart from eventually stripping all of, like, strip, stripping all of the land of any fucking resources. Um, so, yeah, just fucking use your resources. Easy peasy. Do it to it. Uh, no regrets. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Um, it's not as it's it's a little bit more combat focused than I would like. I think. Yeah. And and not as uh not as automation focused as mm. I would like. You like sort of
0: satisfactory slash uh what's factoria, that other one? Factor right? Yeah, factoria. Yeah.
1: That's what I was that's what I thought the prologue was sort of leading to. Mm. Um but no even in sandbox mode it's still a lot of it's still very RTS-y we were talking yeah. about on the uh, on our Discord but it's got I don't like the control system and uh, it's weird
0: yeah I wasn't sure I was supposed to be playing with a keyboard and mouse or a controller
1: yeah so we were talking about that uh, I, I ran into exactly that same problem and I think JB did as well uh, and Frisco Frisco reckons like so JB and I both thought Perhaps it was built for controller, right? But Frisco reckons he started on controller, yeah, and switched to mouse, mouse and keyboard because fucking controller was too annoying. Yeah. So that doesn't fill me with hope because mouse and keyboard is real fucking annoying sometimes. Like just all All like you can't you get to a point where you're trying to use hotkeys and stuff, um, and and the the, uh, like the inputs aren't as fucking good as they should be and you're trying to switch you press control to fucking build it bring up the build menu and then you press the wrong button at some point and it fucks it up and you're like oh my fucking god Well, you just build the fucking thing and like I don't like you click on a building so that you can go into its menu which I do not like I don't know why it's like that Uh, but you click on that and despite being online and having power that that will still be grayed out and I still can't work out why that's grayed out uh, and then you come back a couple of seconds later... And it's ready and you're like... What the fuck changed? Like... I, Yeah, there's there's all these little things that... <laughs> Slow
0: programming. Bunging the fuck out of me. So I had the opposite with that. I started off on mouse and keyboard. You know, you, yep. you play games and you like... You start off with maybe mouse and keyboard. Generally this happens with... um Like an action adventure game or a third person game. And then you switch to... Controller. And you're like... Oh, yeah, this feels better. Or like you know maybe the accuracy won't be as good as using a mouse and keyboard but i can kind of live with it like it's got good auto aim and whatever um so i went from mouse and keyboard in rift breaker to controller tried that for 5 minutes and then went back to mouse and keyboard cuz i was like yeah this just doesn't feel as good yeah <laughs> something about it doesn't feel right so to hear the opposite of someone else is like kind of telling of being like this game just maybe just feels a bit funky no matter what you satisfying use
1: satisfying controls yeah I'm wondering if I should check out Timberborn I know Dr. E3 money reckons Timberborn's got got it going doing yeah. the fucking doing the stuff uh, mm. it's, a, it's like if you were playing Factorio but you're a beaver oh okay so you're building dams and shit yeah uh, but again I'm way too busy uh, and I've got a send game. I can't talk about it, but uh, but Half Life. It's always why. How long is this embargo for Half Life for? It's uh, always a little long. Every time you, uh, every time you, they like Eric Johnson from Valve actually emailed me last week, and he said every time Luke guesses that it's Half Life that I can't talk about, he's going to extend the release date a week. So you just you just push it how out Valve time week. works exactly it's literally how Valve t- like 100% it's Matt off you saying shit on this podcast uh, he did actually say every time I mention Eric Johnson from Valve he's going to push it out another week as well so we're at, at like three weeks for this the last 30 seconds we've pushed it out another 30, three weeks so yeah we should probably stop talking about
0: that's fine give him time to polish that's true um, alright need- cool that's the Rift Breaker Yes, <laughs> it's, on, it's on uh Game Pass. If you can check it out. Yep, uh, but uh, it's just yeah, I mean, I, I just kind of played it and was like, Oh, I'll check out other things at this point, just didn't grab it. Right. like, yeah, um, disappointing. Hmm. Um, you know what else is disappointing? The Jackbox Party Pack 8. This game yep. is terrible. <laughs> I don't know about terrible. It's fucking bad. Usually, there's like one or two games in there that are like, yeah, this is pretty good. Eh. Yep. this this feels like all of them except maybe one is is fine. What, I mean, what's... the rest of them are bad. One of them is fine.
1: All right. So okay. So let's let's qualify some things first. Okay. So Jackbox Party Pack Eight is obviously the eighth game in the uh, Jackbox Party Pack series. Yeah. Um. And uh, is like the Jackbox Party Pack is a collection of games that uh, that you can play via your phone, at, like using your phone as the controller. Um, so you play it, you put it up on your TV, and you use your phone as the controller by connecting mm-hmm. to a, a room. And uh, there are a bunch of different, like varied games of a uh, very like in every single one there is varying success for these games as well. Uh, yep. I've never played one that has all good games. Ever. Yep. Um, but yeah, so there's five games in this. Uh, there's Drawful Animate, which is drawful, but animated.
0: Animated. Uh, uh, which I don't really... I don't know. It's been it's- done better elsewhere. Yeah. It seems like a half-assed edition that they put in.
1: They saw garlic phone. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, easy. Um, like why,
0: What? what's the purpose of making the default mode in this where you can't have an eraser? Yeah. Like everything, Like that's just like, it's supposed to be, these games are supposed to be fun, right? Yeah. And you're instantly taking away the fun of the game when you're like, oh, you can't erase anything. Well, and it's not a fucking eSport. Yep,
1: It's weird. Anyway. Um, and then there was uh, weapons drawn, where you draw a weapon and then you have to guess who killed someone, but everyone's a murderer. Oh, actually, while I'm while I'm qualifying elements of this, uh, I was fucking hammered when we started playing this. <laughs> okay. I was like drunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't really remember a lot of this to be honest yeah Uh but yeah i vaguely remember this one and i sort of remember it not working it was sort of like among us i guess but not very very good
0: so the, the idea of it is you get a um you type in your name and then it will give you a random letter from your name so if I, my name I've typed in is Luke. It will give me a K on the screen, and I can make the K bigger, I can make the K smaller, I can rotate it. And then I have to draw something. Um, I think it gives me like a text. It'll, I think mine was like hermit crab. Yeah. And yeah. I need to draw a hermit crab and incorporate that letter K into the drawing to try and hide the K. Um, and then I submit it. And then someone else might get hermit crab or, or, or yep. like, anyway. So we're like drawing these pictures and then eventually it submits it to the screen and it'll come up and it'll be like, here's a picture here and here's another picture. Um, and uh, you need to like, who do you want to try and solve as the murderer? And, and so there's two pictures you're looking at and people are looking at them being like, that kind of looks like a letter in that picture. Yeah. And like, it looks a bit easier. Let's try and solve that one. And so you, you select that one as a group, everybody votes and the majority of vote um, it goes through. If it, I think if you don't go through as a majority of vote, it sort of just skips and goes to the next um, next thing. Meanwhile, there is people getting killed off. I'm not really sure how that kind of works. It was yeah. very iffy. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is that as a group you're solving this picture and trying to look for letters and that letter is sort of a murderer and then you vote on them to try and eliminate them and if you're right then you win as a team i we played it like twice and it was still a bit weird to try and figure out that first game we had no fucking clue what was going on it just just did such a bad job of yeah explaining how to do it it was just so quick Um, yeah Uh, but by the end of that first game I kind of had an idea of what we were supposed to be doing but even the second game it just didn't feel like a coherent game to put together it just felt like it was missing something Uh, yeah I don't know interesting idea I just don't think it's executed very well
1: Um, yeah that was basically it Uh, like just didn't really work Uh, then there was uh, what was next pole mine which was I guess like family feud. But we didn't fucking arrive at that conclusion. I remember right being fucking nine tenths of the way through a game. When we arrived at the conclusion that it's like family feud. Because again it does a fucking terrible job of explaining what the fuck is going on. It's not like we like and obviously I was hammered. So perhaps my interpretations of the fucking rules weren't that good. But I, I remember being more on top of it, how the games worked than other yeah. people so and I'm usually pretty good at, at like I don't know
0: yeah. I mean it's out. it's family feud but rather than family feud where they go out and they survey is it a hundred people yeah. um, this is literally the six people <laughs> that people are, are in the game yeah. and so it's kind of like alright if two people pick the same thing then that's the number one choice I guess exactly, it's like yeah. it's not really a broad audience of it just doesn't i don't think it works
1: no it doesn't yeah it's a it's a swing and a miss uh then there was uh
0: job job yeah job job was i think the most interesting game they had in there probably the good one yeah right
1: so you answered answered questions right and then it took all the words in these answers and used them to like answer other stuff you explain it. You you remember more. I I remember having fun with it, but I don't really remember like how. Yeah. like Because I remember you could you could actually take words from the questions themselves and shit, mm. which we only so learned it, really deep into the game and stuff. So off yeah. the
0: bat, it asks you a, a job interview question, um, and you know it, it might be something very basic, and then so you're given uh, an amount of time, and you need to you basically type out a couple paragraphs of you know the answer to the question um and then you submit that and the character in the game then um basically like shreds up your answers uh and he shreds up everybody's answers and then you're then given a another question that you need to answer um but it's giving you words from other people's submissions and it's just a It's just like a massive, you know, there could be like 30 words or something like that. And then so you need to then answer the next question using words other people have written in their answer. Um, And so no longer are you just typing whatever you want. You're sort of making a selection of what they submitted, but also you can select words that are in the question they've given you as well, kind of like a drag and drop thing. Um, And then you go head to head with other people like and someone else has gotten the same question and then the best answer sort of wins it.
1: What was good about uh, it was because everyone else's answers were sort of mixed in there. Uh, you like, even if you'd written something fairly bland, if something, someone else, usually Nate had written something fucking heinous, you would get parts of their answer in there. You, and you could create something absolutely fucking disgusting. Uh, um, and yeah, if they use your answer, parts of your answer, you'd get points for that as well. Um, yeah, it was pretty entertaining. Um, I, I like that. That was, that would probably be the only one that I would like load Jackbox 8 up again for.
0: Yeah. I think that is literally the only good game in there.
1: Yeah. Um, what was the other one we haven't mentioned yet? Uh, oh, the wheel. The wheel of fortune one. That was fucking stupid. I hated this one. Um, it was. It's a trivia game, except every fucking couple of rounds, you go to a wheel and you spin a spin the wheel. Yeah. And then someone randomly starts winning, despite yeah. you answering all the fucking questions correctly. I mean, yeah, I should have won. We played it twice, and I should have won both of them, despite being absolutely ratchet. Uh, and I got fucked by RNG both times. So fuck that one. I hated that one. Mm-hmm. Hated it. Uh, but yeah. Like I not, said, Job.
0: Hmm. It's not a very good pack. No. Uh but <laughs> you kind of yeah. just agreed with me there with me there by saying you're, you're, yeah, one good game. You're
1: very you're very you're very correct. Um <laughs> I think that like I could see trying the weapon one again. I could see giving it another shot. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. But Job Job's the only one I actually would actually like, I'd be like, oh yeah, let's load up eight so we can play Job Job. And then maybe I'd be like, ah, oh, while we're here, let's give fucking weapons drawn a go. Um, draw but for at, but at the same animated time, like, shit compared to Job, a phone.
0: Why play Job Job if we could literally just play Among Us on our phones in a group sitting there? You mean weapons drawn? Sorry, weapons
1: drawn. Yeah. 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 No, 100%. True. Um, and then we switched it up and went and played Use Your Words instead.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's what it's
1: called. Uh which yeah, you which haven't played before, but but right. we've played uh me and uh Nate and now our partners have played a bunch. And mm-hmm. uh that one fucking rules. That game absolutely kicks ass. Uh and I love its pieces. Yeah. Um Very good. but we've talked about it before you got like three games. There's one where you do subtitles uh, for like old, like B-grade foreign films. There's one where you do headlines for weird newspaper pictures. Mm -hmm. And uh, what's the other one? Uh, There's one where you... What's the fucking third one? Subtitles. You do like a joke or something? Reviews. Like you finish a quote I can't think. remember I think you finish a quote Uh, but yeah hilarious shit anyway that one's really good hardy recommend if you're looking for a fucking party game now that you're allowed there's to there's four
0: Matic, and Survey Says is the last one Survey
1: Says is just the fucking yeah it's one just of them is you finish you finish your sentence fucking,
0: huh it says here, players are shown an unfinished sentence are asked to fill in the blank. Yeah, the survey
1: says it's just a fucking version of Blankomatic, it. basically. It's-
0: it says here, players are given a funny response to write with three different prompts in the style of Family Feud.
1: In the style of Family... Why, why are you bringing up Family Feud again?
0: Anyway. I, this was just written here. All right. As a description of the game. I don't know. I didn't make the game. Um... Yeah, it was good.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> and according to my Steam, you left it playing when we, when we left because I have right. 12 hours played in the last two weeks. <laughs> a total of 24 hours on record. So half my time is spent playing on your computer. Um, but no, it was good fun. Uh, yeah, Hardy recommends if you're looking for a party game now that you're able to go out and see other human beings again. Use your words. Do it to it.
0: Um, yep. Yeah. Good that, stuff. Um, all right. and We got one more game here. Yes. Inscription. Uh, this is a game that we talked about a few weeks back. Played the demo. Um, very much enjoyed. It. it is a card-based roguelike game um, where you're building decks and uh, battling opponents in this weird uh, like horror, creepy vibe that's going on. Uh, it's a very like pixelated art style. And this is a hard game to talk about.
1: Uh, <laughs> it's, it, yeah, it was a challenge, right? <laughs> I wrote a review for it on the g podcastcom which you can go read if you want. Uh, but I had like pretty heavily spoiler warning, a uh, large portion of it. And even within that spoiled area... I directly and deliberately avoided talking about so much of the fucking game. No. Uh, I just didn't want, like, that's always the trick, right? Is if there are elements that you want to talk about uh, within spoiler territory. I guess we ran into this with uh, The Last of Us Part 2, right? When, because of the the uh, nature of the embargo, we weren't allowed to write about half the fucking game. Um, yeah.
0: Uh, we weren't allowed uh, to write about the premise of the game. <laughs> we weren't allowed to write about the other half of the game. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, that was that was complex. But, um, yeah, in this one, I just we there was nothing. There was no embargo that said you weren't allowed to write about this shit. It's just common courtesy to not spoil the absolute fuck out of a, uh, a game that does good. weird shit. Um, so, yeah. So even within my spoiler territory stuff, I specifically and deliberately avoided talking about uh, some of the really spoilery shit. A lot of the really spoilery shit. Which uh, I think speaks to the depth of of this game because it just keeps getting deeper and deeper and deeper. But it's very hard to talk about uh, without spoiling stuff. Um, so we will again attempt to dance around that kind of stuff we'll just keep it sort of top level right
0: yeah yeah you basically like start off in this um it's a it's a card game right you're playing this card game um where you're putting down um it's like lanes like four lanes basically uh and it's one two three uh sort of rows um, the first row is where you're putting your cards the uh, the next row up is where um, the opponent is placing their cards and there's one more row above that which is the cards the opponent is going to be placing um, next you'll sort of see them before they are actually played on the board so you can prepare yourself uh, and so each time um, you place a card in this game you are spending blood to sacrifice one of your other cards in order to put them down so there are is there's sort of like a, a cost to each card um and it might be two blood points or one blood point and then you're having to sacrifice other cards that you put down to to put down better cards and so it might be worthwhile like sacrificing three cards that you've got to put down something that is going to be far superior than those other three cards. And so it's sort of weighing up the risk of doing that um, as opposed to not, you know, maybe it's not worth putting that down because you'll be able to block cards that your opponent has already put down. And so that's sort of the very basics of the game. And then it starts introducing like, all right, every time that you sacrifice something or every time something dies, you get bones. And then that is another currency that you can, or another resource that you can use to then uh, put down uh, this other set of cards, you know, and so now all of a sudden, of a sudden you're not just using blood uh, as one sort of deck uh, But then the uh, these other cards that you're acquiring now require bones And so, you now you're sort of juggling up. All right now. It's I can sacrifice this card. I'll get bones and I'll get the blood and um, And at the same time of like it's very slowly introducing these new mechanics to you as you progress a little bit further and, um, it does a really good job of like slowly drip feeding you a more complex game than what it starts out as initially. And, um, and then it's like, all right, well, every time you take damage, you, uh, you lose a tooth and there's these set of scales that are on the side of the, the, the playboard. Um, and each time you take damage, the weight of the scale Sort of goes in a specific way towards your opponent, but every time you deal damage, then it goes in your favor, and you've got to outweigh your opponent by—is uh, it seven, five? It's a five, yep. really. Yeah, I thought it was more than five. Um, then five points of damage, and um, it's not necessarily like your opponent has thirty points of damage you need to deal. You need—you just need to outweigh them by whatever's on the scale. And then all of a sudden, it'll start introducing weird things of like, all right, well here's some items you can use to then change the way the scales are balanced. And uh, yeah, it starts off super basic, and then it just starts getting a lot more complicated. Um, Not too complicated, but just enough to see that like there is more depth going on than what it initially shows you. Uh, And then just keeps snowballing. Like it just keeps going and going and going. And then you're playing this game for like fucking twenty hours.
1: yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot. There's a lot to it, and uh, and like you really begin to appreciate just how much there is, how much depth there is. Because there's always another fucking, there's always another card modifier or fuck like a different fucking system uh, for you to fucking. Use to learn, yeah, to learn and, and to take advantage of, and uh, and it does a really good job of, of like unfolding in a, a decent way. I didn't think, uh, it, I, I I thought the curve could have been better, but uh, but it was like still enough. There was enough mystery that when that I'd, I'd hit a wall, right. I hit a bunch of walls. I messaged Luke a couple of times saying, fuck this game. Uh, Just because uh, inevitably I felt that the RNG of the card game was such that it was just too much for me to really want to play, right? But the, the trick of the game is that that may be by design. Um... It might be narratively justified, uh, which uh, I don't really agree with. Uh, I don't really agree that... Like, just because you can justify it from a narrative perspective doesn't make it suddenly a good system. Uh, it just means that it sort of works for the story, but that doesn't make it less annoying.
0: Mm.
1: Uh but again, this is very difficult to, to talk about, right uh but what happens is the game cheats uh the game cheats a couple of times to stop you from winning when it thinks you shouldn't yet win uh, it happened to me multiple times um if you so you could play the demo and you could beat the the prospector and uh well, it's like mini boss yeah. And you wouldn't That's actually see, like, in the demo, it'd sort of just end. And you wouldn't really see what the, the game's about. But if you died to the Prospector, it would start to unfold, and you'd start to see it. In the full game, you can beat the Prospector on your first run, and then you can beat the Angler on that same run, and the game will just stop you. It would it will literally just say too fast too soon and kick you it it kicks you back to reset and start a new run right because it's, a, it's a, re- a deck building roguelike. like um, and uh, so you're supposed to do runs over and over and over again and build up this uh, this bunch of cards and stuff um, yeah so it boosts you back to the fucking start and you begin again. And uh that's what happened to me. And I thought it was amusing at first, but something like it happens again later, and I was less amused that time because you get to a point where victory is pretty hard to come by. I wrote about this in my uh in my review, but it's a it's a as a card game, right? It's not a flawless system. It's not Slay the Spire, right? I think people who play Slay the Spire and are good at, like, good enough at Slay the Spire will get a lot out of Inscription. But people who are great at Slay the Spire will probably run into the same fucking thing that I have. And I'm not saying I'm great at Slay the Spire. I just played enough of it to be very good at these games, right? Yeah. Good enough that I didn't die to the fucking Angler on my first fucking run. Because I. I had him fucking solved, right? Like immediately. It was Yeah.
0: You well you know how to do it. Yeah. It took me a while to figure out like, oh, this is how I should play it. because um, every time I kind of come up against him, I was like I'm not really sure how I should be doing it. But then I got to a point where I was like, oh, I know how to solve this, and then I solved it. It was never a problem ever again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. And and so you wind up in this situation where you're like All right. Like, I I know what I need to do... ...but the game won't fucking let me. And that happens... ...either specifically and deliberately... ...or just through pure RNG. And, uh, yeah. In in the review I wrote about how... ...it it reminded me of Monster Train... ...before Monster Train came out. How Monster Train had... uh, ...the Umbra-Hellhound combo... ...right, where you could combo those two together... And you could build a unit, the Gorgia unit, to such a state where you literally could not lose. Uh, in fact, you could win uh, on the very first turn of the final battle because you would do so much fucking damage that you would kill the, the Seraph boss. Seraph? Was Seraph the last one? I can't remember. Whoever the last boss was at the time, uh, immediately like just straight off the bat. You could feed them so much. And that actually wound up being how Monster Train was constructed, was constructed around this idea of just brutally overpowering everything. And so you could eke out a pretty close victory or you could guarantee yourself the win, right? And you, could, you got to a point where you'd know if you had a path to victory or not. Really early on, like if you didn't find certain cards early on, or you could see what your path looked like, uh and you you knew you weren't going to get those cards, then you just be like, "Well, this is a fucking reset. This uh, this fuck this run. Let's go again. Let's loop back, right? Just just reset me and, and let's start again." And that happens in Inscription, where you can see pretty early on that's just never going to happen, and. That is probably my biggest criticism description, but it's not that big a deal, right? It's annoying as fuck when you get cheated out of fucking win, which is why I messaged Luke saying, fuck this game. But uh, it's not like a deal breaker because when you finally overcome that hurdle, it unfolds in such a fascinating and tantalizing way that you can't help but be compelled to continue to explore what it has to offer. But that's just what and thinking. after you get to past a certain point, uh, all of those issues disappear as well. That RNG issue just dissipates. It starts to in- involve a lot more systems. And in my opinion, I think what happened was they really pared back how difficult the game was. Or how RNG heavy rather the game was, right? You no longer yeah. needed these overwhelmingly powerful setups to actually succeed, uh, because I think the game understood that you now had all of these systems interacting, and perhaps the it wasn't as uh, good a like the the way those systems interacted wasn't as play tested as, as much. And couldn't be tested as much. And so they sort of just let you win most of the time. And became more of a narrative experience anyway. Right? With a card game as sort of the, the nuts and bolts. The, the moving around and stuff. Um, and they were still telling story through all that stuff. But uh, yeah, it became less about playing cards. And more about the unfolding story. And the uh, unfolding world of the game. Uh, which yeah. is a good thing uh, in my opinion um, but yeah it seemed like the the card game if was well I mean it is at its core that card game the whole way through uh, it just stops being as important an element mm-hmm. eventually at some point yeah um, but yeah I uh, I thought I like I Like I said, I messaged Luke a couple of times saying, fuck this game, but I do think it's brilliant and I do think everyone should play it, especially Mm. anyone who enjoys deck-building card games, uh, roguelikes. Uh, Yeah. But I just just think, I, I genuinely think people who, like, slam through the higher tiers of Slay the Spire are going to find themselves frustrated at how this game does some of its how this game really sets you sometimes
0: uh, but I can't really talk about how I don't mm-hmm. know um, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean it just does interesting things like it's um, like one of the first things a game sort of does that you kind of like oh this is definitely different is at a moment you get up off the table and you can walk around Yeah. and like explore the room that you're in and there's like puzzles on the wall that you can solve and then that unlocks like more cards for you to use along your run you basically start off with about four or five cards every run and you're collecting them each time you go but you're like unlocking these other cards that you have discovered along the way and that's how you're getting more powerful as you go but yeah being able to get up and explore and like interact with um other things in this world and like Cart, like the very one of the very first cards you get, like starts talking to you at a point, and he's like giving you hints and telling you, like, yeah, he does a bad play or like misplay, you shouldn't put that there. Or, yep. you know, you'll get to a point where, um, you know, you, it'll ask you to buff a card and or sacrifice a card, and the card will be like, don't pick me, like type of thing, yeah. like <laughs> that sort of thing. Uh, and it just keeps rolling and rolling. And this game that starts off to be seems to be very basic it just turns into something completely different um and uh yeah and there's a lot more that is going on sort of it just shows itself to begin with and that's why it's so good like it's something that is far above and beyond interesting more interesting than anything I've played recently
1: yeah 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 absolutely I mean and and like I've 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 talked about Pony Island before which was uh Daniel Mullen's first game mm-hmm. and uh, I, I think Inscription demonstrates such a fucking excellent progression in uh, in Mullen's like abilities mm-hmm. as a game designer uh, and a storyteller uh, so if you liked Pony Island uh, well you probably got a sniff of what you might be in for in inscription, but it's so much better. <laughs> yeah,
0: uh, yeah. There's things that happen in this, so I message you and I'm like, "Is this game being for real?" And I still don't <laughs> know. I still don't know if it's like. Yep. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to wait and see what other people. I've got some screenshots
1: that I really want to share, but I can't because the game only came out today. Um, yeah. But I found them pretty amusing. Uh, but yeah like there's there's a lot to it and it's definitely worth checking out. Uh it's def like it's it's like I, I said it last week right about Half-Life 3. Uh one of my top 5 games of the year, easy. Um yeah. It's certainly one of the most interesting games I've played in forever. yep Um so yeah, definitely worth checking out. Everyone should check yeah. it out.
0: Uh there's points the, there's stuff that happens where I was getting a bit like um that aren't I think there's moments that are kind of dull in the yeah. game just not as not as interesting as other aspects of it like I just think that that like that card game is just so it's just so good <laughs> like I, I think it's such a good game to play yeah. Um and then there are other moments where you're playing and you're just like oh it's kind of doesn't it's not as interesting and then it ramps up again and you're like oh yeah this is cool yeah I like this I like what this is doing um so yeah it's not i don't think the entire game is just like hitting things out of the park every time there are moments where i'm just like okay fair enough um yeah but yeah it's absolutely a game i think people should check out if you're into deck building games um it's not like it's not a multiplayer game it's very much a a game where you'd sort of play it um through and then you're done uh you can obviously go back and play it again and, and find out what else series this game is doing because i think there are probably there's things that i definitely haven't f- found or i have no idea what they are Yeah. um but it's not like a monster train where it's you know you're doing a run you're beating a thing and you're unlocking more cards and then you know you're getting high scores and trying to do all this stuff it's it's very different style game to that it's it's more story focused and uh that sort of thing so Yep. just so people know what they're in for um anyway so that's inscription it's about i have no idea how much it is it's about 22 i'm gonna say dollars on steam right now as i look that's oh, on sale it's 10 percent off for um next couple of weeks so it's it says 17 i don't know if i'm in usd i can't even tell there you
1: are it's 21 bucks
0: yeah i don't know how to change this. um anyway definitely worth it $26 it
1: sorry $26 offer ends 2nd of November so if you hear this before the seconds I highly recommend
0: getting it um yeah so um, yeah it's great good stuff all right there you go that's inscription um and it's available now as of today all right let's uh should we smash through this news there's not a lot here um Yes. We'll go through. There's a new Splinter Cell game that has started production, according to uh, VGC. This comes through Tom Henderson, who has leaked a bunch of stuff as of late. Um, good news, bad news. Do you want to see Ubisoft have a crack at Splinter Cell, or is it going to have towers in it? <laughs> I want to see. I want to see him do it. Fucking hell, yeah, I want to see him do it.
1: Why wouldn't? Why hasn't it been done? What happens yeah. to this fucking franchise?
0: Like, well, they I, they what? sort of rebooted it with. It wasn't Michael Ironside; it was someone else, right? That came in. Yeah. I thought that was still a good game. Yeah, and they just kind of left it. They were just like, "Oh, fuck it, fuck Splinter Cell." Um, yeah, I don't understand. Maybe
1: like, is there something about the the nature of the stealth game that has people offside or something? I, I know mean, a lot of people really didn't turn like it out, Into
0: a games as service, right?
1: Yeah, I suppose there's that. Uh, that is a very cynical way to look at it, but not inaccurate um yeah just kind of fucking annoying i guess uh Mm. that we haven't seen it but i'm excited to see what they do with it um they don't have to do something good with it just do something with it it's so fucking weird
0: i I mean they have done stuff with it it was in you know i mean they've done some side stuff with with splinter cell they put him into um like rainbow six remember there was that they had his like voice lines or there was the pack in um in Ghost Recon as well, where they actually bought Michael Ironside back to voice it, even though he hadn't done it for a while, it just like yeah. it felt like they were ramping up to this thing, yeah. like oh, this is they're announcing something soon, like they're putting him in all this other stuff, and then just nothing for so long. Yeah, and every time it was brought up, people were like, "Where, where is this Splinter Cell game? What is going on?" Um, but yeah, it, it, like if they go back to the roots of that game and just put out one of those Games again, I'd be happy with that. I don't want to see it be a games like it's a co-op game now, and you can you know there's four people or something, and there's all this other bullshit. I don't want any of that. Just give me a Splinter Cell game with a good story. I'll I'll be happy. One hundred percent. Yep. Um. All right. Next up, we got Elden Ring has been delayed by one month. It's been pushed back to February twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. uh, RIP Saints Row because yeah. it's coming out on the same day as Saints Row I think Saints Row moves at this point that's a, that's a, not, not a good right? idea for like get the fuck these. out of
1: the way get the <laughs> fuck out of the way Saints Row uh, yeah because that doesn't end well for you I think
0: um, no I'll tell you what doesn't end well um, games reviewers this is a week after Horizon oh, Forbidden West Lord that's going to be a nightmare
1: it is, yeah. Holy shit. Um, yeah, it's going to be rough. Uh, well, they're like, doing a
0: technical test for this as well?
1: Yep, uh, which is pretty exciting. On the weekend of my birthday. So, uh, you know, it just seems like the gaming gods should somehow get me in on this. Mm-hmm. Somehow I would like, f- for my birthday
0: present, to get in and, and play that. You know what? I'm pretty happy not to. I want to go on without knowing anything about it. What a lunatic. What a lunatic.
1: How are you going to do that when we do a podcast together and the gaming gods are going to come together and put me in it? They're just going to fucking put your fingers in you? This is the
0: equivalent of you watching movie trailers, Job. Um, So you're playing it. (laughs) I am making this sacrifice
1: for our wonderful, wonderful listeners. Hmm. That's what being a good fucking podcaster is all about, Luke. Perhaps you should fucking sack <laughs> up and fucking take the, take the bullet for yeah. our wonderful listeners so that they don't need to. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: or, you know, they probably want to because they're rad. Uh, speaking of birthdays, isn't it your birthday this week? Uh, I mean, technically it's next week. Sunday. Oh, Sunday. Oh, look at fucking technically over here me <laughs> technically <laughs> Sunday is next week
0: whatever fucking happy birthday how old are you fucking 38 I don't actually know something yeah. like that
1: 1984 30- yeah.
0: 38 I can check yeah that doesn't make
1: sense 37 um
0: yeah 37 go to me maths checking our website it says 36 so yes i'm turning
1: 37 all right finally catching up to your old jobo mm,
0: you keep getting away i know
1: i know uh you'll you'll be caught up for what like two weeks three weeks
0: three weeks yeah wonderful um cool. excellent um all right and the last piece of news here we got the dc fan dome Van Dome happens uh, where they released a bunch of DC trailers and all sorts of stuff that I haven't seen yet. Uh, but there are some trailers I have watched the new Gotham Knights trailer and the suicide squad kill the justice league trailer. Um, both story based stuff, no gameplay, Uh, any thoughts on these? Um, like there was no gameplay. So what, what a complete waste in my
1: opinion, like, and they're supposed to be out next year. Uh, one of them was supposed to be out this year, like it just it has me a little bit concerned. If I'm being honest, right. we should be seeing fucking.
0: We, well, we saw gameplay seeing,
1: Gotham Knights already, like polished gameplay. We should be seeing polished gameplay now. Uh, yep. Yeah. Like I don't
0: know, I don't know.
1: Just yeah. odds to me.
0: So Gotham Knights is um they're doing what the Court of Owls. Uh, storyline which was a uh, it was like was it one of the first New 52 storylines they did I feel like it was really close in one of the first um, Batman storylines so that's what they're pumping out for that and then uh, Suicide Squad is um, Boomerang um, King Shark is it Deadshot? yeah I think so or Deathshot one of those two and uh, Harlequin it's a four player co op game. Yeah. Where um, uh looks like the Justice League has been mind controlled, I guess. Yeah. At this point. Um, I don't. Have they revealed who it is? I think we're kind of speculating. Or who do you have they? Um, I don't well.
1: think they've uh, revealed it. Yeah, what I don't you know I, Brainiac. I
0: wasn't I? I feel like Brainiac was who people were thinking it was, right? Yeah. I mean, it kind of looked like the spaceship. Kind of looks like Brainiac stuff that they've done in the past with Yeah, with him. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, but it seems like a cool idea. I don't know. We'll, we'll. I guess we'll see what happens with that and where it goes. But I'm definitely interested. They've they've made some good games in the past, so. I will, uh, you know, I'm all about that co-op aspect. If it's, you know, if it's less, uh, uh, you know, games as a service and more of what they've done in the past. Right?
1: Like hopefully they saw Avengers and they're (laughs) like, abandon ship. Do not do that. Do something else. Oh my God. Do it different. This can't work. Because if it's like Avengers, then I'm not going to play it. I didn't Mm. like Avengers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'm interested in both. Uh, hopefully, Suicide Squad gets the tone right, but we'll see.
0: Uh, I mean some Gotham cool Nights. stuff in there. The last bit of that trailer where they're like zapping Penguin just over and over again. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so
1: it's got it's got
0: potential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like he's getting up again, and he's still like on the floor. And they just keep zapping <laughs> him, and zapping him. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. You... Um. All right, there you go. That is the news for this week. We got any questions. We do have questions this week. I saw the little blip. All right.
1: Let's see what we got. We've got, uh, wait, when the fuck is that from? Liam, Liam writes, uh, uh what are the actual benefits for franchise games using completely new builds every year? COD being the biggest example with every game built from scratch, and many having very little obvious innovation battlefield often at least uses the same base engine for a couple of games but still look at battlefield 2042 and how much is missing from previous games both gameplay and tech wise is it really beneficial for franchise games to produce basically everything from scratch for every release is it just for marketing purposes is it to ensure costs are high profits low tax loops uh, tax loopholes apply with like with film production, or is there actually a bunch of development benefits? Curious if you guys have ever talked to a dev about this. Um, I think Call of Duty is a weird example that doesn't
0: use new stuff every year. Uh, I out. mean, it, it, it sort of does only because they're on a three year cycle at this point with their studios, or well, I guess the last couple of years have been two years. They've um, been
1: using the fucking IW engine since, like, fucking the beginning of time. Yeah. Right? Um, I think it was only with 2019's Modern Warfare was the first time they stopped using... If I recall correctly, all the way up to Modern Warfare was still built on Tech 3, which is the Quake 3 engine. Mm-hmm. Uh... Like, that's fucking old. That's like 1999, and they were still using. I remember specifically giving them shit about it, uh like to their faces at an event. I'm like, how come you guys are still using the Intec three? And they're like, oh, it's you know, uh, it's it's barely tech three anymore. That's just the base. Um, what was it for? It was like.
0: Uh, yeah, must have been Modern Warfare too. Um, because we went to that event, right? The uh, we went to the one in LA for Modern Warfare, and they were yeah. talking about how it's a brand new engine. Or they yeah, they so that's the first time that they
1: actually they built it from the ground up. But um, like so, so I believe they forked it for the Treyarch games because they were doing this annual cycle shit, and so Treyarch had their own version of the um of the iw engine uh they forked it for like black ops one and called it like the black ops engine if i recall correctly i'm not like 100 percent on on the fucking timeline for this shit but um yeah yeah so they had the black ops engine for all the treyarch's games and everything else was using the iw engine some version of it yeah uh so iw like fucking Three, four, five, six, seven, and it wasn't until IW eight that they fucking built it, rebuilt it all the way from the ground up, uh, so they would support like fucking RTX uh, ray tracing and fucking that, their the new Tesla sound system, system in and there and all that shit. Stuff. Yeah, the new varying quality and stuff like that, um, and I think they actually didn't use that engine right for Cold War Black Ops Cold War they were using like parts yeah parts of the new IW engine and chunks of the Black Ops 4 engine
0: yeah for Black Ops Cold War yeah because like Uh, I said you've got the weird spot right where you've got these sort of three year development cycles and you're gonna have an overlap of one team that builds the new engine and the next team that comes in because they, they they need to start on something. Otherwise, they're now on a two year cycle if they're using an engine yeah. that someone else has built. And so yeah. you're going to have an overlap of the two engines running. But from this point forward, you should still be, you should start seeing that old engine that they made in, in what was it two years ago when we went?
1: Yeah, Vanguard's built on, I'm pretty sure Vanguard's built on the, uh, I, I, the infinite sorry the modern warfare engine the twenty nineteen modern warfare engine not the Black Ops Cold War engine so they have gone back to that um again. But yeah. Uh like yeah they, they don't do full rebuilds um as as a rule. Uh shit like it takes too <laughs> long. Fucking every game was doing <laughs> was using Frostbite at one point, right? Like, even to the, their direct detriment, every game was using fucking Frostbite. Uh, and and it was, like, killing some games to fucking wrangle their way into it. just wasn't fucking working because it wasn't built for that shit, like Need for Speed, the runs, and whatnot. Like, it just couldn't fucking handle the concepts on a base level.
0: Yeah. Um, um, what was the other like, one? Was it uh, and- Andromeda?
1: Yeah, Andromeda, yeah. Like, fucking... Twisted itself in pretzels, trying to make fucking Frostbite three work, uh, and we all know how that one fucking shook out. Uh, so yeah, they they don't they don't use uh, fully new builds, uh, and will always be like ripping off, ripping off with air quotes. Obviously, it's not ripping off anything, yeah. but uh, like building off their their previous
0: work. Because there's uh, stuff in there that works, like yeah, <laughs> there's things in like the netcode, uh, which is why you saw all those games using like the Quake engine, right? And they went for fucking ages because there's yeah. things in there that just worked. And why go in there and rebuild it all if it's it's going to be?
1: And it like definitely turns into a bit of a ship of Theseus thing, right? Like you know, uh, how if you rebuild every single part of something, yeah, can you still call it that same? Is it still id tech three if they've rebuilt all of it? And yeah. it must be if they're still paying a fucking licensing fee to uh to id to use it. But uh outside of that, like yeah, it's it's not the same engine. Uh but it is at its nuts. Right in deep in its sack, it's still id tech three or it was up until 2019. And I guess it was for Black Ops Cold War. Um, yeah. Uh, but it's I think about it all the time. I think about engines all the time. I think about engines probably too much uh, because you can tell a lot of how a game is going to shake out based on the engine. Because if they've had to build a brand new engine for a game, you can be almost guaranteed that it's going to be a shit one. You, like the easiest way to see it happen is anytime they do it they put one of the sports games the annual sports games to a new engine because uh, it's always going to be a fucking craptastic year for it it's always yeah. going to be awful because they never know exactly like A because there's so much they have to do with it yeah there's, <laughs> like they have to and they're trying to meet like at, at that point they will be happy to just barely meet the as good as last year on this new engine so they can work on making it a good game next year um yeah it's it's a fantastic pre-indicator of what you're going to get uh or how how like where the base level of how bad it's going to be not necessarily a good indicator of whether or not it's going to be good there are other
0: factors for that one yeah good question and then, I mean, there's games like um, Sony's got a bunch coming out, right? With uh, like God of War and uh, so God of War Ragnarok and Horizon Forbidden West that are just going to be just evolving what they've already built, right? They're not going to go oh, in and sure. rebuild that entire same engine. Like this is going to be a game that they've worked on for, you know, three or four years, but used the foundation of what they've sort of had in the past and then bring in all this new stuff, like slap it in there. Yeah. Um, you're seeing a lot of these engines now being very like modular, of having components where you can sort of unplug this thing and then put in a new new version of whatever it was doing before. I mean, this, um, yeah,
1: there's all kinds of middleware and all that kind of stuff as well they just slot in like fucking speed tree and shit, right? Yeah, like
0: what was DLSS is like part of uh, uh, Unreal Tech now, right? It's just a, it's just in there, yeah, and so in. now yeah. you know before it was a point where um, NVIDIA was working individually with these studios to be like, all right, how do we incorporate DLSS in there? Now it's like, all right, it's part of Unreal. And so you don't have to worry about it. Like it's built into it at this point. And that is, you know, it's a good thing. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, cool. Anything else in the question? Was that it?
1: Uh, not for that question, but there are other questions. Fridge Monster uh. Man writes Hi, Joe. Hi, Luke. Is there a game you'd want to forget? so that when you replay it, it's like you're experiencing the game for the first time. I'd love to forget Portal and Portal 2 so I could experience them fresh. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, are, we, are we are we playing the game now? Yeah. Right. I feel like it'd be, for me, it might be a game that was fucked. When yeah. It came out. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, yeah, like... Like a, a game where, or or a game where like we played it for review, and so you only had like fucking five days to play it all in, and if you played it again today, you'd have a little bit more time to to give it a run or something like that. Um, I would like to think mine would be because like if if I pick one like because all all three of my favorite games. Right, are games that I think would stand the test of the time, but to convince me to play them again would be quite quite the effort. Uh, Deus Ex, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Solid Three, Snake Eater, or um, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, right? Raw games that I think would stand the test of time. And I think we'll find out, right, based on rumors, whether or not Vice City stands the test of time because it might be getting remastered. But, um.
0: I mean, that didn't get announced this week.
1: Was it announced or was it still just rumors? I thought it was still. Oh, announced.
0: they've announced a remaster.
1: All right. Why is um, the
0: news, Luke? Huh? Huh? Rockstar Games announced on October 8th the definitive edition. It includes. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 3 Grand Theft Auto Vice City and Grand Theft Auto San Andreas you. Awesome. Sick
1: um, Well uh, Yeah I think Vice City will, would stand the test of time uh, but you couldn't like without remasters it'd be tough to get me to go play any of them again I'd be like oh yeah like, if you wiped my brain and then you're like, hey, play this, I'd be like, from 2001. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> come on. I'll Probably not. I probably won't, eh? Um, but yeah, that'd be, I, I think I'd pick one of those ones. That'd be like, I think Deus Ex in particular would be my pick because there's just nothing. That has quite gone to the same extent as Deus Ex did, in my opinion. Just the sheer magnitude
0: of it is out of control. Yeah, what would you pick for me? I think it'd be something like, I think it'd be interesting to have, um, like a game like Cyberpunk removed from your brain and then like playing it today, where they've spent a year fixing it, and how different your experience might be playing it. You might fire it up and be like, "This is pretty good." He's certainly very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Uh
1: I if I could pick for all Luke, I would pick Dota. Just to see. Oh. Just to see what happens. Just really fuck his life up. Because mm. he, he'd be go on Steam and he'd be like, Why do I have three thousand hours in this game? What well, I must play it a lot, but I don't remember it. I'm gonna have to check it out and then you'd be trash at it and be funny as shit. So that'd be my <laughs> pick. Yeah. Yeah, fair, fair enough. Way. Uh Von Molotov, more questions. Lots of questions. Love it. Uh Von Molotov writes What tie in media shows the most disrespect to their game series? A splinter cell novel I read legitimately had third echelon outwit a virus by tricking it onto a hard drive and then unplugging the- <laughs> mm. <laughs> Unplugging the hard drive. Uh <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh that that's, that's not just that's that, is that disrespect to the game series or disrespect to the reader? <laughs> because, <laughs> fucking hell. Uh um, Yeah, that's that's hilarious. Uh Wow. Uh Is it
0: movies at this point like
1: a lot of there are fucking some rough ones, right? Like Assassin, the Assassin's Creed movie, but that like I think my 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 knee-jerk reaction would be Assassin's Creed or Warcraft, right? Because I hated both of them. But on the other hand,
0: I I think they both tried. They tried, right? They spent a fuckload of money, like. Like just A awful. ton of money on those things. And it seemed like at least the Assassin's Creed one, it seemed like they were really trying to do something yeah. with it. It just didn't work. Whereas you've got the other ones where they just fucking half-arsed. Small- the, the,
1: the fucking Street Fighter one was the Smallville chick, right? Yeah. That's got to be it. That's my pick. Awful. Did you watch that?
0: No. Fucking. No. But they uh, remember when... Uh, what's his name? Your boy. Bowl, Bowl. Yeah. Was was just pumping shit out. He'd just grab a great games license and be like, "All right, we're making Postal now or something." Um, postal they made a, cause Postal. Is they most, uh,
1: How do you disrespect the the Postal <laughs> franchise? Yeah, I don't think you can.
0: Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, well, they made like thirteen really good Resident Evil movies, uh, where the guy from Prison Break showed up and he was stuck in a prison in that movie genius fantastic that
1: is genius <laughs> uh yeah all right let's let's i never watched far cry i never watched the far cry movie by Uwe Boll. i feel like i've missed out is this based on the one with the aliens yeah the original far cry Huh. um wow he's still making movies to this day
0: yeah, because wasn't it like some tax scam? It was, yes. But is he still, still making video game movies or like...
1: His latest one is called The Decline or Rampage yeah. 4. The New Blood. Is is this based on Rampage
0: the video game? Can't be because The Rock was that, got that, Rock didn't one. he? It was awful. It
1: doesn't appear to be.
0: Okay. Is, no, he, so is he going down that weird thing where he's calling his movies after video games, but they're not really tied to video games at this point.
1: That definitely seems possible. Uh, I'm going to go with then my pick is then. Uh, fuck the, the like the Alone in the Dark movie was really bad.
0: Oh, was that one with Christian Slater? Uh, what? No. What, was he in was that? It?
1: Oh, yeah, it was too. Fuck me. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Jeez. Um, because I will tap out of a bad book really early. And I stopped reading video game books a while ago so I could stop tapping out really early. Because <laughs> there are some really good ones, but, um, a lot of them are pretty bad. Uh,. You must have made it pretty deep, Molotov, to have gotten to the point where they tricked a fucking virus onto a hard drive. Which, I think, represents a great amount of fucking fortitude and stick-to-itiveness. Hmm. But, uh, yeah, shit. That's a lot. A lot of a bad movie to get through. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I still, like... I still think the fucking Hitman movie might be one of the fucking biggest swings and misses of all time. This is the
0: Timothy Oliphant one.
1: Right? Like, I had such high hopes for that movie. And yeah, wasn't there another There was another one, right?
0: They were gonna. They they did make it. It's Max Payne.
1: It's fucking Max Payne with Marky Mark. That's it. That dude had zero (laughs) respect. For fucking Max Payne as a fucking concept. That's that's the pick. That has to be it,
0: right? That movie is fucking terrible. But it was pretty based on the book. uh, The um not the book, the fucking video game. Like it had bullet time in it at one point. That's not enough. It had had weird like Valkyries and
1: I thought you liked fucking their games. I thought you liked. Do but you? He didn't just if come think in and shit If you think that game was it. respectful to the fucking... <laughs> the franchise? <laughs> Fuck that movie. Yeah. That's my pick. Fuck that movie. Holy shit.
0: Remember they were going to make the fucking Cain and Lynch movie? And that never came out.
1: They should have done it. It was going to be oh, like
0: Jamie Foxx and Bruce Willis.
1: I wanted us to play Cain and Lynch. The <laughs> game. Not the act. Not the characters. I wanted us to play that and check it out again. I think it's been long enough that it's time to revisit it. as one of those games where you go, "Remember this? Everyone hated it. It was a underrated gem." Or, or we play it and we're like, "This was a shit," as everyone said. Why did we do this? Yeah. But I mostly just wanted to play the sequel. I played two.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I played I two, you. You two. I
1: just wanted to play it again. Yeah. Revisit the old revisit. But yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah. Hey, there you go. Good questions. Great questions. Um, all right, anything you want to plug for this week that you're going on?
1: Go to the com and read my inscription review. I don't think you should read all of it until you've played the game, but uh, check it out nonetheless. Um, that is it this week. Yeah. Awesome. What about you, Luke? What do you got?
0: I don't have anything. Um, Excellent. Nothing, but I'll plug... Um, succession is back check that out if you haven't watched it it's an excellent show i haven't Season watched three. it three you should watch it it's really i good. saw
1: a clip of it once where someone dude was doing a rap and oh, i okay, wanted yeah. to walk into traffic so yeah
0: i don't know if i can do it i think you'll like it it's it's got brian Cook, cox's uh one of the leads and he is just like saying the c-bomb all the time that's it
1: that's your measure of things. I like. <laughs>
0: You'll love it. <laughs> um,
1: I've, I watched. I got up to the Christmas episode of Ted Lasso. Have you watched okay. the latest season of Ted Lasso? I haven't watched any of it. I haven't watched any of it. Okay, well, no. First season's really good. Um, yeah, that Christmas episode made me want to walk in the traffic as well. So, uh, cool, cool. And I watched the assembly cut of Alien Three. Oh, uh. it's
0: fine I gotta send you a file I just remembered oh yeah you do yeah you do yeah you do we'll talk about it some other time um, we'll alright about- that is it that's all the show the podcast The Gap we're under iTunes Android Windows Store Spotify YouTube all the places you get podcasts from The Gap the GA podcast uh, please rate and review the show if you have a moment helps other people find us you can find us on um, our discord page thegapodcast.com slash discord you can jump in there Talk about all sorts of things, video game related, or food, or movies, whatever you're doing. Now we got some games channels in there. We got a uh, uh, job sus. Yeah, JobSus. a new emoji.
1: <laughs> Amazing. That makes me good. want to walk into traffic as well. But <laughs> it's very good. It is. It is really well done. I'm very impressed. I I'm just blown away by the, the dedication. <laughs> Dan Gaz's work he did yeah. a really fucking good job
0: yeah I've started just I've I've tried to put it into other channels now and it won't let me oh. um I have to create my own anyway it's very good um you can also find us on so- social media facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash the podcast, or you can go to our website the it's got links to all those things we just mentioned including past episodes of the show and other feature content like Job's inscription review hmm. or um or anything else that goes up there soon maybe one day that he can't talk about it. it's Half-Life 3 um, you did it again there goes another week there goes another week uh, you can um, uh, you can go to that site and that is all thanks to our Patreon members they help pay the bills keep the podcast going you go to patreon.com slash the Podcast, become a recurring member and uh, thank you to everyone that does that every month thank you we so really much appreciate your support it's fantastic helps us get through um, and that is it you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie Job's Joby Jojo I am and um yeah that is it for this week it. I don't know what we're doing next week maybe but... going back to our regular sh- schedule
1: no let's let's keep you can't fucking lie right you can't trick me Luke I know you did this because like while there's basketball today real mm. opening day is tomorrow when all the basketballs on you're like fucking just gonna Line up in front of it. Line up in front of a fucking league pass and watch basketball all
0: day. You can't. We have done Wednesdays for the last. I don't
1: know. Not last week. Not the week before that.
0: No, no. But but before that, it was like six Wednesdays straight.
1: Yeah, because you had fucking. You were in quarantine. Yeah. It was. We've always done Thursdays.
0: Well, I mean, that was different because it was Wednesday for me, and I, Wednesday morning, and then I could do the podcast and get up and fucking bing bada boom. You um, would say
1: it was on Thursday?
0: Well, I, because it was Thursday for you. It was and, Wednesday for so, me.
1: and so, and
0: <laughs> so, yeah. unbelievable. We'll anyway, we'll work it out. Hey,
1: listeners, tell us, Wednesday, Thursday, what do you reckon is better? Hey there was a fart there bye love you bye